Hello and welcome back to the family table. I'm Elizabeth. And I'm Noah. The coffee pot is on and pull the chair. Let's chat. Okay, we're back. And tonight we have a Would You Rather. Hi, I'm Elliot and would you rather have a cat or a dog? Okay, there it is. A cat or a dog. That's a hard one. It is a hard one. I was trying to see how long I could go without talking. I made it 32 seconds. <clears throat> it is a hard one. Uh, but uh, we've had both. We've had both recently. If uh, given my druthers, uh, man, it's hard for me not to say a cat, which makes me sound. Uh, yeah, I knew you'd say cat. Different. I've had a great cat in my life. And, uh, you know, I got her name tattooed on my leg, and I don't really have it, but her name was Maddie J, and she was the best, and, uh, she sadly was taken to heaven on an Easter Sunday one time, and we're sitting around the ta table having, enjoying Easter meal, it was at the vet, and I hadn't said anything, and I was quiet, and somebody said, so, Noah, how's Maddie doing? And I just went, she's dead! <laughs> <laughs> I had to leave the table because I was crying so hard. Thanks for asking. Pass the potatoes. It was so sad. She was a good cat. Uh, I like that cats are so self-contained. They will let you give them affection. They will also, like, if you leave for a, a week, like, oh, I didn't realize you were going. Um, but, so I'll stick, I'll stick with cat. How about you? I, I'd probably say dog. But I really like cats. That's mm -hmm. the thing. Mm -hmm. I really like cats. But I don't know. I think today, dog. Why? I don't know. There's my answer today. About this week, something special this week. Oh, about. so I, um, we mentioned last week that it was Benjamin's birthday. And we were holding on to a big surprise. Noah, darn it. <laughs> you yawns, now I yawn. Um... So for Benjamin's birthday, we pulled off a pretty epic birthday surprise for him. He um, has been wanting an animal of his own. And first of all, about, oh, January, Noah said, you know, we probably shouldn't buy or adopt or get any more animals until we move <laughs> to the farm. Blew that up this week. <laughs> and since then, we've purchased three goats, and at Christmas, we got the kids two cats, and we've hatched out a lot of chicks. 60? Yeah, and um, we'll come back to the other chicks we have in our garage in a second. And then... We'll we, put a pin in that. We'll, we'll circle back. We'll circle back. But the big birthday surprise was a corgi puppy for Benjamin. So we now have a corgi puppy. She is going to be an indoor dog, and her name is Annie. And she's been a really great addition to our family. I can't get over how much personality this little corgi has. Like, in her walk, in her jump, in her, <laughs> you know, just whatever. She's smart. She's smart. Uh, it's nice to have a little dog in the house. We have a, our other dogs are big outside dogs. We have a 
Great Pyrenees and a Collie. And, and they're, they're out, so great. And they're outside and they're great. But when they were inside dogs, it was like, good Lord, get off me, Murphy. Like, <laughs> uh, they were everywhere, all over you. Uh, and I know this one's just a puppy, but it's maybe going to double in size, not very much more than that. And it's just kind of nice to have a little dog in the house to you know, clean up a little bit the food on the floor and, you know, play, toss the ball and all sorts right. of stuff. And, uh, and I think really, Benjamin's really going to enjoy. He's already so proud of her and showing people. And she has gone with us about everywhere. Oh, man. Like, really. Um, we've taken her to Culver's. We've taken her to Rural King. We've just taken her, like, That was one of the first things he wanted to do. He's like, I have oh, a dog. Yeah. I can take it in Rural King we, now. we gave her to him the day before his birthday. And then I was like, all right, buddy, what do you want to do for your birthday? He's like, go to Rural King. And I was like, that's a real... I mean, I'm not surprised that kids love Rural King because he knew you could take a dog in Rural King. So she's traveled with us already a lot. So, like, today um, we had to run a non-puppy-friendly errand. And she just, like, looked at us, like, am I not going to? Like, right. so she's been really great. So, yeah, he went to go to Rural King last week on his birthday. And so we went to Rural King. And I think, Noah, if you're being honest, you know it's always just dangerous, right, to send me without, without like, an adult. I thought I could trust you. <laughs> well, what it all boils down let's, to. Let's, like, reflect back. I came home on one random Rural King trip with 11 turkeys. And oh, that's another thing we purchased since the animal yeah. freeze. Embargo. So I was at Rural King, and our local Rural King had told me about two months ago that they were no longer going to clearance out their birds. And I was like, well, that's silly, because I know their Rural Kings do. So I was there, and I was like, huh, that tank, and that tank, and that tank, so three tanks, they were clearance down to a dollar ninety nine a bird, and maybe you're like, don't realize it in the chicken world, but the price of chicks went up pretty considerably this year, and I was like, that's a pretty good deal. And the, it's not unreasonable to pay four to six dollars for a chick. Oh, on the cheap side, on I, the cheap, cheap side, cheap, cheap, cheap side. Get it? Really? Get it? Yeah, I get it. <laughs> that was pretty good. And so, yeah. Anyways. They, and I was like, huh, I'm going to be bold. I'm going to ask this rural king associate how much of a deal he'd give me if I bought the whole tank. At first I said I'd take all three tanks. And the manager was with him. He was like, that's like 300 birds. And I was like, that doesn't seem right. I was like, all right, what about one tank? And so he was like, 99 cents a bird. And I was like, all right, I'll do it. He's like, I need to get some boxes. So he left. And I sent Noah a picture. And I was like, I think he just knew it was happening. And I was like kind of counting. I was like, oh, you know, 40, 50 birds, maybe 60. Okay, let's go back to this text message for a minute. <laughs> you text me, I've got Rural King, I can get birds for 99 cents. And what did I reply? I don't know. I said, no, not right now. We don't need any more. And about... Two minutes later, you hadn't even messaged me back yet. I said, right. you know what? If it makes you happy, it's not that big a deal. Basically, don't go nuts. Because Noah has said to me several times, when we get moved to the farm, like, there's no limit to what we can do here, especially chickens. And I was like, all right. I think 200 bird flock to 300 bird flock is like 
for layers is, oh, would be right. right in the right range. And really, we never have enough eggs for people. Like, right. I, I'm constantly having people being asked to add to our list or, or whatever. So we never, the only eggs we ever use in our house are the ones that have cracks in them because yeah. I save all the, the good eggs for everybody else. And so... I'm like, all right, we'll do it. We'll get these 45 to 60 birds. And so he is packaging them up. And he's writing the number on the boxes. I'm like, huh, there's three boxes of 20 right there. And there's still a lot of birds in this tank. Ended up being, he told me, 92 birds. And I was like, yikes. But I had already committed. I couldn't say, like, ah, just kidding. And so then I, I get home, and there's actually 95 birds. So there. And when when I got home, we played this game of how many birds did you get? Did you get more than twenty? Did you get? More I than couldn't make eye contact. 40? I was like, it just kept going and going. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh! You said a hundred. I was like, oh no no no! Oh, don't no, be crazy! Don't be crazy. No, no, no. <laughs> Ninety-five. So there's that. So, oh, what a good deal! You know, nine cents. They better be layers. They better be girls. They are. They didn't get messed over they and are. get like. Oh, yeah, here's 95 roosters. <laughs> Yikes. All right, so that was that. Um, Noah, do you have a farm update? Yeah, we're still hanging drywall. But it looks so nice. It's so different. Uh, the few, this week we're going to do a live um, farm update like we did last month. Um, probably Thursday. Look at our... Not Thursday. I wanted to get all the drywall up before I did well, it. Well, way to... Way to... Ruin the surprise. All right, soon we'll do a, a live soon. farm update. Soon. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, that's all I was saying is I've been hanging drywall like crazy. Yeah. Uh, I've got... My dad's been hooking up outlets, right? Is that the thing? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Uh, I guess what he told me today. Yeah, drywall is the, the key word right now. I just go up and hang a bunch, and I've been... And we're getting, I don't know, we're probably like 70%. It looks so nice. Down with the first floor. It looks and so, so nice. It's really coming along. and uh, That's the only update I have, except we made we did a thing today, as the kids say. You know what I'm talking about? Oh. This will transition us into our topic for the night. Okay. This is, it's sort of a bittersweet announcement we have and it's not like a shocking announcement so don't, don't get too excited because you know it's coming but we met with our realtor and our house will be our current house will be on the market tomorrow officially, officially. it's leaving us and we knew this day was coming but it's it is quite bittersweet <laughs> it's been a little emotional it has been a little bit emotional i found myself crying about it on Sunday. I'm kind of getting choked up now. Yeah. But this has been a really <laughs> great place for us. When we moved here, we only had Henry. We had Henry. And we were pregnant Just with... found out we were pregnant with Elliot. Yeah. Uh, <gasps> and it wasn't even on our radar to move here. It was kind of a, just a providential uh, setup of events. Because we were living in Cityville, which is just, what, 12 minutes to yeah, the west of us here. And in a, a tiny little house, but... We were a tiny little family, and it didn't really matter. It was kind of right between each of our work. And this op this opportunity opened, and uh, it needed a lot of work, and I, I was willing to do it and learn new skills, and thought, well, this is the house I'll be buried at. And We really had no intentions of moving. Right. Um, right before 
all this transitioned, we were having the conversation of how to add on to our house because we have out, we have outgrown our house. Um, it's just our kids are getting bigger, but this has been a great house. Mm -hmm. I mean, really, mm -hmm. it's I I can't say enough good about our house and. So, I hope other people can see that and they don't see. I walk around and I see my carpentry faults. <laughs> or like, like the Sharpie on the door from the kids. Right. Or, right. or the, the window that's cracked because <laughs> there's a giant spider on it. Or where we took a, someone took a scooter into the wall. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a big spider on it and I took one of those corn cob or corn brooms. Yeah, you're right. Corn cob brooms and I thought I was just going to swat a spider, but. The oh, wooden my. innards and it went right through the outside layer of the so I broke the window. Um you know, I I built the trim and most of the downstairs and like my friend Chris and I planed and cut the wood. Mm -hmm. My dad and I hung it and there's several miters that are weird because my dad didn't could, couldn't figure out how to get the saw to go to forty five <laughs> degrees. He had it at thirty five and so there's a couple of really awkward like uh, cuts, but I just always laugh about it as I walk by it. And so we were walking around with the realtor tonight, and she didn't give us like a, a punch list or anything. I thought she might, but you know, it's <laughs> maybe she saw the exhaustion in oh, our eyes. <laughs> I, she did a little bit, I think. Like, yeah, you, oh, you poor things. And I think, um, just we we know this realtor personally. We mm -hmm. used to attend church together, and since then, we just our families have cross paths several times and I felt really comfortable with her mm -hmm. and I think if you're looking to buy or sell a house it's important to find somebody who you feel really comfortable with mm -hmm. and who's willing to value your home like you do. Mm -hmm. Finding a dollar value is really hard. I know. Uh, the market has just like totally flipped since when we bought the house like we bought the house we got it you know it was run down and used we got really cheap off of the family bought it from. We were thankful for that. We put a lot of work and, and money mm -hmm. into it. But since just right before COVID, I don't know, maybe since COVID or whatever, the whole housing market is yeah set on fire. And I was always afraid we were going to miss the wave. But in our area, there's very, she said tonight, there's very little inventory of houses available. Well, she said there's a house down the road from us and it's pending after being on the market for six days. Yeah. I don't expect ours to... And she said, looked at the price and said, oh my gosh, who would pay that for this? And I was like, oh, maybe they'll pay for ours. No. So so I don't see us selling ours in six days, but I don't know. Hey, if Angels in the Outfield taught me anything, it could happen. Oh, I was in the wrong... I was thinking, build it and they will come, but that's really oh, no. James. Oh, no. Wrong, wrong movie. That's the, wrong that's baseball the foster movie. kids that oh. magically bring the providential angels for the... Anaheim Angels, and they start, yes, yeah. the way Arma and Danny Glover is a spot-on portrayal of a baseball manager. I don't think I've ever seen it, but I probably did it one time. And, you know, the girl uh, from Home Alone, the crazy uh, bird lady, yeah. oh, she's yeah. the foster mom. Oh, I like her. So, yes, our house will be in the market tomorrow. Mm -hmm. um, I'm sure on our personal Facebook pages we will be... Sharing it, so help it, us share it. If you know somebody who's looking for a really great home, yeah. send them our way. Um, it's a great home to live in, and and it's a to nice host area in. up here too. It's really out in the nice country. Area. Neighbors are friendly and quiet, and yeah. he really feels kind of 
uh, secluded, but you have neighbors. What's funny is I was going to say it's a nice school system, but we homeschool, so what's the matter? That is a nice school system. It really is a nice school system. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. I, yeah. I couldn't say more. I couldn't say anything better about the yeah. local public. We have the best sunsets here too. Oh my gosh! And you may think you do, but we the way it falls down over the the fields and stuff. It's it's beautiful. Only be beaten by the beach. By Gulf Shores. Yeah. So. So it's it's bittersweet. We. You know, Ugh. basically told the kids tonight, like, hey, from this moment forward, um, everything that you get out has to be put away. We're not really... <laughs> they laughed. Sticklers. Yeah, they laughed <laughs> at us. All right. Okay, Dad. As we got home, you were not inside yet, thank goodness. The twins got every yoga mat and stretched across oh, the floor. And I was gosh. like, oh, come on. So it's all right. Yeah. So that was a big deal to us. We, uh, we, you know, if you could be thinking about us and sending good prayers and vibes our way that mm -hmm. the right person comes along and and decides that this is a good spot for them and that will all happen in, in accordance that'd be great i'm uh drywalling at the farm and then you know we're, we've got things that still down the way that need to be bought and paid for when once we get this house sold the things like uh, sinks and uh, showers and mm -hmm. some bigger ticket bathroom stuff so uh, the sooner we get this sold the sooner we can get the house finished up and uh, moving on with our life hopefully we had hoped for like a June 1st move-in time mm -hmm. it's looking more like a July 4th move-in time and I gotta be okay with that um, maybe July 3rd will beat your deadline Cool. <laughs> cool. Cool. So this sort of brought up a conversation Noah and I were having. We decided to bring it onto the podcast of uh, what makes a house a home, because there is houses everywhere, but what makes it a home? Let's ask it differently. Have you ever been to somebody's house and it not felt like a home? Ask it that way. Have you ever been to a friend's house and it's it's just cold. And I don't mean like temperature-wise, but it's like... You don't feel comfortable. You don't, you don't feel yes, welcomed. Yes, you don't feel welcomed. You don't feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like, oh boy, how can people live live like this a little bit? Mm -hmm. I don't mean that like lifestyle choices of, oh, they prefer leather couches versus cloth couches or something like that. Right. But like, I've been in homes where it's like, oh wow, people, this is such a good place and you can really feel the love in the air. And I've been places where it's like, okay, this is a an individual or a family that is stuck in uh, corporate keep it up with the Joneses <laughs> and their appearance matters way more than attitudes towards each other. Right. And that can be super detrimental uh, long term. So how do you make your house feel on the homey side rather than the uh, other side? Any thoughts, send them our way because we're trying to... No. <laughs> No. And that's it. That's it. <laughs> uh, what are, what's your top on your list of advice in this area? Um, something that I'd like people to know when they come to our house. Like, kind of anything goes. I want you to feel comfortable when you're here. And I always say this to people as they come in. Our, and I know this is sort of a hot topic, so don't, like, uh -oh. come at me. I don't care if you wear your shoes in my house. <sighs> And here's why. Because some people don't like to be barefoot. Some people being myself. It bothers me to be barefoot. And I'm only barefoot at the beach. And that's it. Yeah. So if you want to walk in my house, 
and in your shoes, great. If you'd rather take your shoes off, great. If you if your kids run through my house and they've tracked mud in, or you've tracked mud in, great. I don't care. You know why? I'm just glad you're here. I'm glad you're here. I have a vacuum. I'll clean it up later. Don't worry about it. And really, that's it. That's it. Like all right. of it. Don't worry about it. Like if something gets broken, if something spills, mm -hmm. if you want to eat your dinner in our basement, if you want to eat it on our couch, great. Like I want you to just feel comfortable and just be here with us and be present. Mm -hmm. Same with dishes. I don't like to do dishes. Right. Over here. Just a couple. Those are just gonna say a couple rules. Like I think we maybe mentioned this last time. When you come here with your kids. Don't worry about picking up the toys for you. If they leave. knock down a shelf of toys, guess what? Our kids have done it too. That's right. <laughs> and we'll take care of it after you leave. And we're not going to be cursing your name. We just want to spend a little bit of time that we have mm -hmm. with you here. And vice versa, when we go to your house, let's have a good, maybe we can have a great time and we don't have to worry about picking up when we leave. That's a, that's a kind of. A, it's a, it makes it takes the pressure off. Yeah. It's an easy trade. We try to set expectations of that. Yeah. Yeah. And that same with the dishes is like. Um, if I'm doing dishes while you're here, it's because I'm out of that dish. Right. <laughs> I'm out of silverware. We ran into that, uh, <laughs> the, was it Benjamin's party of the day? We were out forks or spoons or something. And I was like, hold on. Yeah, and it was time for cake and... I was washing dishes as washing I... Those but don't you know, waste... I don't like us as hosts to waste our time with our guests that mm. away from you know having conversation, making memories, telling stories. And I think it also sends the wrong signal... To the guest, like if you're clean up, I need to leave. Yeah, yeah, they they can't wait to get a, get me out of here because they already are cleaning up around me. Um, it feels like a waiter or waitress that's trying to flip the table for the next guest, and mm -hmm. they start taking your plate and br you know bringing your bill early and things like that. Um, if you struggle with that, if that hits you on a wrong note, like no, I have to do this. My OCD is going to kick in. Maybe do a little bit of self-examination of uh, what's really important to you uh, is the fact that your dishes being more clean, clean, more important than a relationship yeah. with these people. And then that's a, that's a you problem. And yeah. you need to address that somehow, some way. Um, that's, my, that's my big thing. When you come here, it's fine. Nothing like, don't worry about things. Mm -hmm. You're here too. And I really, um, we have several guests who come to our house and they've been here enough times that they kind of know where things are in our house. Or even mm -hmm. like we were, had a big group of friends over and we were out of coffee and one of the friends knew where the coffee was. So she just went ahead and made another pot. And I was like, perfect. Like mm -hmm. I like, we are the hosts, but it also is like, it showed, I feel like it felt good of like, Community is what yeah. we keep coming yeah. back to. It, it's, you know, um, I grew up in a small community. Uh, you didn't have this quite as much, I don't feel like. Like, I could literally, I had some friends and I could go to, mm -hmm. let's see, I would throw a number out. I could go to probably five houses in the little town of Bowling Green that I grew up in. And I had, like, fridge rights. I had, like, <laughs> fridge rights. I could go in and get a glass of tea or... You know, stop in the basement and get the pop or wherever it is or mm -hmm. come by and use the bathroom and uh, all sk sprinkled out throughout the whole little metropolis of Bowling Green. Right. And right. it was a great feeling. And uh, I want to be able to recreate that somewhat with mm -hmm. my friends. Like, mm -hmm. not only 
I don't like friends. When, I don't like when people give the definition of friendship and they say, "Oh, he'd do anything for you. You break down at night, he'll be out there." Well, yeah. Change of, Nobody's like, gonna say no to you, right? I mean, no. say, "Oh, you know." Uh, yeah. <laughs> Actually, I do know some people who'd be like, uh, uh, "I wouldn't be that person." No. Yeah. If you call me in the night, how dare and you? you need my help? How dare you? I won't be there. <laughs> how dare you interrupt my slumber because you're desperate? Sorry about you, pal. All right, before you hit the deer. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I just that's such a low bar. Like, yeah. oh man, they would do anything for you. I'm like, really, really, anything for you? Like, I can't even wear my shoes in their house. I'm like, not gonna do anything for me. I, I want to set the f- level of friendship up for more than just, uh, oh, I'll loan you a tool, or as we stand around our communal, you know, mutual child soccer game, I'll stand here and drink coffee with you. I want you to feel comfortable here at the house and like want to come over with mm-hmm. you yourself or your kids and spend the evening. Like, don't just come over for a quick ha- hello and goodbye. Plan on staying till the sun goes down and, you know, talking and making memories. I like it when people say, oh man, it's getting way too late. We got, we have to wrap this up. But like when it's nine o'clock, ten o'clock, and we could just keep talking and talking. I don't. The night's gone that fast. Yeah. The night's gone by that fast. It's just a, such a good feeling to me. Of man, we are really actually kind of bonding, whether right. we're newer friends or we've been old friends. As a as an adult, that makes me feel really good. I also love it whenever our kids get along and right. they hear the cackle of laughter, or they're running around in their costumes, or yeah. Whatever it may be. That was something that was sort of this just yesterday. It was a, a division in our marriage. And now, listen, <laughs> in case that you, if you're new to this, no, and we've said this before, before Noah and I do not mince words ever. Um, so when I say that, I mean that jokingly. Because we, um, our gracious neighbors gave us a pallet of boxes to start packing our house up. So this week I've spent some time like, packing up extra things in our house that we're not going to need before now and moving. And part of that was like, we packed about half our toys, half the kids books, all this stuff. And we got to the costumes and the costumes are always a top played with thing in our house. Like we, Mm. no joke. I have hundreds of costumes. Hundreds. And there are costumes that have been purchased, that we've made on a whim, that just all levels. Pause and give your best costume advice. When to get them. Best time to get costumes, if you're wanting, is after Halloween. Because yeah. they'll go very quickly to 50% off, 75 and you can just, like... And then, like, I've literally spent $2 on these costumes. And you can buy a bunch of them, put them in the closet, and they're great mm-hmm. gifts throughout the year. Oh, yeah, or, yeah. you know, you buy the whole Power Ranger set or whatever it is, and, you, and you know, when the when the kid has friends over, and then they all can oh, yeah. all fill them out. Um, so, Noah's like, oh, you probably should just pack up all the costumes. And I was like, pack up all the costumes? He's like, it'll be okay. And I was like, but friends come over, and their kids expect costumes. So, I packed up about 75%. Look, I didn't say burn them. I just said, <laughs> put them in so, a bigger trash bag so I can take them to the farm and put them in storage. So, I so packed up about 75% of them, but I left one basket of costumes out and today benjamin he had been hiding his coast guard oh, costume and he you you left for work and he came out with it and i was like it's okay buddy i left that's a basket funny. of costumes down so he's like oh 
Phew. So there's one basket of costumes downstairs still. I'm not the Grinch. I just um, need to move some of this <laughs> along. Like, honestly, there was, at one point in time, like six or seven giant trash bags full of costumes, costumes and like or costume accessories costume even accessories like yeah it's a little overkill a little, i know but, so yeah come and stay late and uh take your fr our friendship level to a deeper level um that usually involves food just gonna throw it out there like uh um we like to host meals we're really good at just doing big meals mm -hmm. but it could be over dessert. It could be over pizza. Popsicles. Popsicles are good. Well, <laughs> let's... I prefer Italian ices. Yeah. What are they called? The ones that we got last... Yeah. yeah. They're back in the store. I need to pick them up. Yeah. Those are much better than the flavor right Mr. Freeze or whatever they are. And I know we said this last week, and it's, I'm also saying it for myself. It's okay if your house isn't perfect and people come over. Because I think we all want it to be like perfect and it's hard to be that level sometimes. I think people appreciate you that you're not perfect. I'm talking about you specifically. I'm not perfect? Who uh, do you think uh, you are? News alert. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. I think people like, because you kind of embrace that and you kind of got a lot going on and they they can kind of like see you. <laughs> Your <laughs> eyes are starting to twitch. Uh, like you don't let it get to you down. No. Can you imagine being in this state of our <laughs> year that we've been in with moving and whatnot and being a perfectionist? I, I honestly I could I could see how people like get eating disorders and also divorced. Stuff, like, or divorced over this kind of yeah. stuff. Like remodeling or moving or building a house is super stressful. You've got so, so many, many decisions. decisions. Just to Decision after decision after decision, and then you get down the road and you thought I made a decision, and one decision you had to change affected all the ones you'd already done. <laughs> and so, like, uh, I'm hanging drywall, and now all of a sudden I've got to go back and say, hey, we never talked about putting any doors in the house. <laughs> you want doors in the house? I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we should have gotten oh, to that. And, like, it's just, we got to reconfigure things right now. Yeah. And it just goes and goes. But... If you had, like, OCD, and I don't mean that necessarily in the clinical sense, but just your uptight type, or would you be type A? Maybe people start drinking. Maybe. <laughs> abusing alcohol. I'm not against drinking in general, but abusing alcohol is a bad thing. Um, uh, I could really mess a guy up, you know? Or girl. I'm sorry, he's 23. Um, so, take it easy. Have some grace. Let things go. Um, don't have to be a slob about it, but know when it when to give grace and when to be uptight. What else makes a house a home? You asking me? Yeah. You just gonna throw that one thing advice out and that's it. You're done for. Did the you night? offer yours? I just finished <laughs> talking for the last half hour. <laughs> that's my big one. Is that. I kind of just want to leave it at that for tonight. Okay. Does animals play a role in a house and a home? Um, for us personally, yes. We have always had animals. Like, our whole married life. We've, mm -hmm. we've never not had an animal. We've had cats. We've had dogs. Cats again. Dogs again. 
chickens, chickens, and, and chickens, and chickens more freaking chickens, chickens. chickens. Um, so yes, but I know it's not for everybody, and that also is something that um, we are aware of when people come to our house that not everybody has had has had positive experience with dogs. So we do keep our dogs like kind of put up while we're have guests over, just so we don't because we understand that. Um, but for us, I think there is a big piece that animals play a role in. We really enjoy it. Well, that's good. That's, uh, right now, I feel like we're making two houses homes, and that's a little difficult. But uh, I'll be glad to get this one wrapped up and the other one wrapped up and be able to transition. And yeah. I tell you what, if I'm just being honest with, with you, since it's just you're the only one listening, um, I don't know what it's going to be like to make a, the new, like break in the new house to make it feel like it's our home. A party. Well, a party would be a good thing. It would be a, a bigger thing. Like, I just, I'm up there working. I'm building stuff. I'm planning out our future and our life. And, you know, we're at the point now where we're starting to pick colors and doing all that kind of mm -hmm. stuff. And, like, I just can't imagine hardly, like, sleeping up there. And that's where we wake up. And that's where we park our cars. Not coming to this house. Like, the kids and I have already talked about. We yes. plan not to take this road anymore. Even yes. though this road that we live on leads to the farm we plan to like go a road Distance further ourself. because just driving by could be hard sorry go ahead i'm going to transition the conversation a minute okay is that okay with you I'll okay allow it. we had our first super fan visitor last oh, saturday it was, it was very uplifting for us it felt good to um have a very guest. sweet visitor. Very sweet week <laughs> visitor. Um, Noah's Aunt Margaret came on Saturday, and she has been so supportive and such a good fan um, f of our of our program and page. And, and just as people. And as people. So she came, and we got to show her around, and it was so great. Well, it's funny. As she, was, she sent us a message. She said, I know you don't have any good donuts down there, but I'm coming from Indianapolis where we have Long's, and I had neglected to talk about Long's donuts. That's one of the few I like. In the state of Indiana, the only places, the only donuts I've seemed to like so far are Long's, which are hot, fresh donuts from uh, Indianapolis, and Jack's Donuts, which is oh, technically man. now a chain, but it's pretty oh. small scale chain. Love Jack's Donuts. Jack's Donuts is always a Crawfordsville one's the best. Crawfordsville is the, is our is on our way to Lafayette, and we know the owners, and they have good apple fritters. <laughs> hold on, hold on. We knew the owners before <laughs> Jack. We don't know the yeah, owners. No. We don't know the owners We're not because with elbows with people because <laughs> because they have we donuts. go so often to Jack's Donuts. We knew, I knew them from my childhood, so just want to clarify. We don't know them because we've eaten that many donuts. Okay, continue. And so she brought Long's Donuts, and that was a very welcome thing. When, quick story, when my family, uh, when I was getting into high school, or getting close to the end of high school, we bought the donut shop that was in Bowling Green. It was one of the few businesses that existed in, in Bowling Green. Uh, take it back a second. And in like the 1950s, there was a guy named Brownie Orman. I think Brownie probably wasn't his real name, but it's the only name I know him by. <laughs> I don't uh, think his birth certificate said Brownie. Yeah, Baby Brownie. No, Baby Brownie. I can't think of what his real name was, but he served, I 
this is the story I, I know. He served in the military, I was thinking the Navy, and he was a cook and a baker. And when he got done with his service, he came back home to Bowling Green and opened up a little donut shop and served the locals and had just a little bit of a delivery route. And that's, Bowling Green as I grew up only had a donut shop, we had a co-op for grain, and there was a tiny little restaurant, it was called The Wagon Wheel, and um, farmers would go there for breakfast, and they served lunch, and that was it, and there was a post office, and that was about it in Bowling Green as far as economy goes, but every night I would go up the road and play basketball out in the evening, up near the church where I grew up, uh, at, like, from my front porch I could look up the giant hill of Bowling Green and halfway up was the basketball court and all the way at the top was the donut shop and when Brownie would start making donuts at about six o'clock in the evening the whole town would just smell like a beautiful big yeast donut and so I would go sweat and play basketball and then go buy hot glazed donuts and uh, and then in high school my parents ended up buying the donut shop and we had that for several years and so it's hard for me to compare any donuts to what and they were the best to what we had because like we had originally had like original recipes and you know it was it was all all we knew so donuts are a sensitive subject with me I'm very particular snobbish about, about some of them yes so uh, don't forget this week to. Let us know Elliot's question. Oh, yes. Dog or cat? Dog or cat. Would you rather own? And how have you made your house a home? Yeah. Any tip? I don't want to say tips or tricks. It's not a one-sentence thing. No. Tell us a story. Give us some advice. Give us a product. Give us a, uh, a, a verse or a poem or a picture. Something that resonates with you about a uh, about a house being a home share it with us on facebook so we can share it with others and make this process go a little easier on us all right thanks for listening see you next week